When you stay in your own machine shop for too long, you lose touch of what is out there. It's very hard to see how different engineers approach different jobs in different ways. To see then how tooling and machines can affect what you're making. Welcome to the MTD podcast. I'm Giovanni Albanese hosting today's show, a proud member of the MTD team. Today, I'm at Brave Engineering Limited in Ipswich, and I'm joined by two very special guests. Firstly, we're joined by Chris Pritchard, the head of machining. Um, welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hi, Jim. You all right? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for having me today. It's been brilliant. You're welcome. And secondly, um, Carl Downing, um, who works for Grob Machine Tools. Hi, Gio. How are you doing, Carl? I'm all good right? yourself. I'm very well, thank you. It's a really interesting podcast, this one. We've been here all day today, and we've, we've really kind of looked at the process improvements that you've made here at Brafe Engineering. This company has got a lot of heritage. You're still doing things in a very traditional manner, but it's quite easy to see that you've really evolved over the years. So we want to really touch on that in the podcast, but we also want to touch on some of the new technologies that you've brought into play that have really revolutionised the business effectively. But before, before we get into all these niceties, firstly, I'd want to find out a little bit about you guys. You know, I want, to tell, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about you guys, why you got into engineering. So, um, Chris, firstly, thanks for having us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, why did you get into engineering, uh, Chris? And tell our audience a little bit about your background. Okay, well, I've been in engineering all my life. Um, I started off as an apprentice on the shop floor, running manual machines, then quickly moved on to CNC machines. I spent 18 years at the first company that I was at, so I got a good depth and a good knowledge of all forms of metal cutting in the industry um, and then I was open to an opportunity that, to become a sales rep uh, for a cutting tool company which enabled me to go out see the world see what other forms of engineering were there was what new technology there was um, and that sort of led me down to the path of where I am now so yeah, yeah, Chris, you, you said to me earlier, sorry to interrupt Chris, but you said to me earlier on the shop floor that that really kind of was a game changer for you because you, you, you've seen so many different processes. Can you tell our audience the, the story you told me earlier, please? Well, yeah, completely. Um, when, you're, when you stay in your own shop and your own machine shop for too long, you sort of, you lose touch of what is out there. And I know there's wonderful places like the Mac Show where you can go and see all these nice new shiny things, but... It's very hard to sometimes relate and to try and improve anything that you're doing in your work environment without actually seeing this stuff and knowing what it can do. And when I was with the um, tooling, uh, when I was selling tooling, it enabled me to see how different engineers approach different jobs in different ways and to see then how tooling and machines can affect what you're machining and ultimately the end result of what you're making. So effectively, you were a solutions provider back then. And, 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 and why did you join Brave? And, and what was your task when you joined Brave? Uh, when I joined Brafe, I was asked to come in here as head of machining. Again, Brafe, is, we've been making castings for over 50 years and we've been machining product for 30-odd years. Um, and the technology, although we've always invested quite keenly in new plant and new machinery, we haven't always looked to sort of take that next step and really evolve it into five-axis mill turn. It's always been standard three-axis mill, two-axis lathe, and so on and so forth. So I was keen to sort of get my foot in the door and make those changes almost straight away. And um, 
you know, I heard a lovely story today um, about, you know, the, the company is owned by the, the, the employees. Yeah, we're an employee ownership company, which uh, it, it, it makes us more like a family. You know, we've all got our own added interest and benefits of being here, and we all work hard because of that. And we, we all know what the end goal is, so... I mean, we've been around on the shop floor today and it's such a lovely environment. It, you know, everyone seems so happy and it's so refreshing to see. Now, moving on to you, Carl, can, can you tell our audience a little bit about you? Now, you're working for Grob and we've had some cracking conversations during the day um, that would be great to get out in this podcast. Pretty much the same story as Chris, really. Um, been in engineering around 20 years now, um, straight from school to college, uh, doing an apprenticeship. I uh, was with my first employer for 10, 11 years and then got to travel a little bit like Chris, see the world a bit, see Europe, see how other countries um, attack engineering, so to speak, and then come back to the UK and then was lucky enough to get an opportunity at Grob and uh, running with that now, yeah. Uh, brilliant. So, you know, engineering, does it run in your family? Uh, yeah, I suppose pretty much the same as, as every family. Your dad says that, yeah. <laughs> have to go get a tried and yeah. uh yeah engineering was the the natural progression really yeah and um we talked about brafe as as kind of a very family orientated business um you know the employees own the business you told me a bit of a nice story that you know i'd like you to tell our audience about grob and how closely you are yeah so grob's pretty much the same fit as Braith with regards to working ethics and ethos and heritage and experience, really. They're still family-owned worldwide. Uh, we're just over 7,000 employees now, but I think it's that it's a key ingredient with a small or large company, that, that family ethos, it filters down from top to bottom, really. And you're all friends. You've all known all each friends, other for years. Yeah, all known each other for years now. Uh, with Grob UK, we've, I think we go back about... Yeah, 18, 20 years now from the managing director straight down to the, the service engineers on the road. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really guilty myself of, of not knowing the Grob machine as much as I maybe should have, should do, really. And I, I know I've been seeing it on MTD recently, but this is the first time that I've had to get up and close to, to the machine tool. And um, in, in past, when I was out on the, on the road, I didn't see them at that much apart from at big, large OEM companies. But that's really changing now, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's where we predominantly was. Um, we was well-known in the OEM. That's, that's what we did. That's what our USB was. That's, that's what we did. But we're, we're slowly shifting that across now into the standalone market and people like Braith and other, other companies, other sectors are starting to really see the advantages of that concept. And the concept hasn't changed. It's still the same. It's still the same concept. So we're just bringing that over now to aerospace, uh, mold and dye and other industries, really. Well, I really want to kind of touch on the capabilities shortly, and, and we will do together in this podcast um, of the Grob Machine Tool and, 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 the, and the modular aspects. I just love it. I love the makeup of it. It's really interesting and, and really well designed. Now, Chris, you know, close your eyes if you... Uh, close your ears, sorry, if you, if you want to, uh, Carl, and your eyes. If you but, uh, Chris, you know, what do you like about the grub machine and, and why did you go for a grub machine you know prior to the actually chris what was your problem and why did you decide to go to grub to solve it okay the biggest problem that we got is when like, like i said previously when i came to brave we have a lot of three axis mills 
two ex slaves, and they're good at doing individual operations. And for a lot of our cast components, they can take up to seven or eight t- um, different operations around the shop. I wanted to try and reduce that down to one or two per component. And the way I needed to do that was with a mill turn combination now because we do castings a lot of our parts don't suit going into a three-door chuck so we had to look at other ways of work holding so naturally i was more focused towards the milling side of a five axis but i then wanted that luxury of a um, turning table on there as well so, so I took my uh, my issue to three of the major OB, uh, OEM uh, machine tool builders. Um, the first one, they had limitation that I could only get the machine in a two-pallet configuration, which is not my requirement. The second had limitations on how I would be able to uh, machine and finish the component, whereas when I took it to Grob, they came up with a solution that encompassed all the problems that I had with the current component and they fixed my issue, um, so therefore it's a no-brainer to go with a grob. Is it so? Effectively, it's re- revolutionised the way in which you used to work, you know. And you know, g- give me an example of kind of um, a case study um, on on a particular. Like, let's just address the, to our audience that you actually make your own castings and then you machine them. Firstly, so castings are quite um, problematic part to hold. So give me a case study on, on kind of a part that you used to make um, before you had the grob and how long it used to take and now that you've got the grob, yeah. the, the, the difference that it's made. Yeah, well, the, I can tell you about the case study that we've done for the actual component um, that essentially we bought the machine for and, and that was an operation or a part that traditionally would take separate, seven operations around the shop. Um, we've removed all of those operations apart from two, the first one being a pre-op to hold the part and the second one is just to machine it complete from start to finish. And historically, that would have taken between two to three weeks, and like I said, seven operations. And it's such a game-changer because the amount of capacity then that frees up on all the machines it would have traditionally gone through, whereas now they, they can be other, making other products and making us more money. You must have done a return of investment on that. I don't think I need to, really. It was one of the areas. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was fortunate I got to take one of the directors with me up to Seco, where we've done the trials, the cutting trials um, on their Grob G550T. And the, when the MD saw what we were doing and how quickly we were doing it, it was a no-brainer, you know, the return on investment. It was... It's instant. I mean, yeah, I've been down and I'd look at that component. It's really, really impressive. You know, there's... there's, there's kind of quite complex uh, milling but turning as well yeah. on there it's, 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 a, it's a cracking component I, think I was, I was walking apart. around with the shop with Chris I think a few weeks ago and um, you were looking at other jobs weren't we? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, there is a, nearly every product that now comes down to the shop they say oh could that go on the grob could that do this and yes it can but we've got to be sensible and reasonable at this time you know we've only got one we can there's also 35 yeah. other people in there that want some work to do so we can't all just put it through one yeah. machine but it's, I mean, it's that, that it's think that different thinking oh you can we can do this or we can do that so that different approach to a different concept and that and that's Moving on really nicely into the, the next part of this pro, uh, this podcast now process development this is this is the the, the, the the part of the podcast that we really want to focus on you know in the collaboration between mm. um, a machine tool provider mm. and an end user you know this is key isn't it and um, I just want to kind of firstly let's state the machine tool it's a g350 t the T yep. stands for turning capabilities yeah 
Can you just go through your, your range and, and, and give our audience a bit of a breakdown about the machine tool and why it's different to other fifth-axis machine tools of this type, especially with turning capability? So obviously the Micropavaz is a horizontal machining position or a spindle anyway. And then we have the A and the B axis in a trunnion, but it's a single-side supported trunnion. But the trunnion's supported with an oversized bearing, so it's the biggest bearing that we can got for that for the A-axis, the rotary, and it's more or less a one-to-one ratio. And then it's twin, twin ball screw, twin ball screw Y-axis supported, and it it gives you that it gives you that advantage with not only rigidity and a stable process, but also that access from that one side. Then so that's what we offer, different from a natural VMC five-axis really. I mean, the ergonomics on that machine is it, it really stands out. I mean, when you kind of see it from the front, it looks quite a big machine. But you walk around the side, it's so slim. Mm. Um, and you know, when when kind of you know floor spaces is such a premium nowadays um, it, it's very impressive how you squeezed it all in with the yeah, swarf all management the, all the ancillaries so it's all in that single footprint really and i think like you said when you walk around the machine you expect oh is that it that, that's absolutely it, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what i, I thought it. and i mean even the ergonomics i mean this is probably a good question for you really i mean you've got to get into that machine load that machine yep. bed set the working hold it in up on the machine tool. and this is yep. another point that we'll probably touch upon in a minute because yep. when you're kind of doing that underside uh, machining you know the work holding i would assume is is absolutely uh, key it is yeah um uh, going back to with you know the ergonomics of the machine I was surprised when it turned up because literally it's the machine. The swarf conveyor is attached, the coolant tank is attached. Literally, roll it in, sit it on the floor, level it up, and that's it. There's no auxiliaries bought in or bolted to or anything like that. It's all as one unit. What really impressed me, really, with, with the ergonomics, but not just the ergonomics and the accessibility, but the actual design. It looks like it's been designed with weight in mind, like so works weight is working for you, not against you. Yeah, how yeah, it's correct. been designed, yeah. and like yeah. you look at the um, the spindle, how it's all been built in with the box guideways it's got nowhere to go you're kind of working right up to your components so you, you you've not got no droop or deflection and you can really hit them parts hard i would assume yeah definitely and and and, and, and material wise i, I wouldn't I'm, I'm guessing here you tell me you know can machine anything yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well, i mean we we specialize in super alloy castings you know from hastaloy to Inconel and it hasn't phased it yet. When it comes to that with the Z-axis, obviously your spindle is very important in any machine tool. So making sure that with our with our tunnel concepts, obviously the spindle's in constant contact with them rails. So it never leaves that stable process from the beginning of the stroke to the end of the stroke. So from your start of your process to the end, you're always in the best machining condition throughout. And, you know, for, 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 for listeners that may be looking to, to, to invest in a fifth axis machine and, and with the bonus of having turning capability on it, so it saves a, a, a turning operation or two turning operations maybe, you know, what advantage has the underside machining got as well? You know, why would you go for a horizontal fifth axis rather than a traditional type? Mm. So obviously with ours, with the underside machining, obviously you get the natural chips away, but it's, it's that... It's that tall life that's absolutely critical, really. And, and that is that because of the swarf uh, evacuation? Yeah, and the, the natural makeup and the concept design with ours, and that just allows all them ingredients to come into one to give you that, that tall life added bonus, really. And the um, A-axis uh, rotation strokes. You know, yes, yeah, so you've that, got plus 45 and then minus 185, so that's a total of 230 degrees. Is, is, is that kind of... Um, is, is that... Is that good in comparison? Yes, to obviously the, 
the concept again it was born out of the automotive that's what it needed to produce a cylinder head or an engine block you needed that that make up that horizontal position with that axis constantly going from zero to uh, to 90 degrees but then obviously we sort of naturally drip fed it into the aerospace into other sectors and it's just really naturally grown i think it's been yeah, it's been got with uh, both hands with with other companies now and they're realizing the advantages of that concept over other over others it right, sounds fantastic now the way the machine moves you would kind of expect it sooner or later it's just going to go full 360 <laughs> 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 uh, i mean it, 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 it's it's lovely to see i mean it's it, again it's just been so well designed there's no wastage there in any way shape or form it's just perfect for for application now it sounds like you're really happy with it and we're talking about process development would you have been a it's a silly question but would you have been able to have uh, improved your processes without it no i don't think we would um Oh no, that's not true. There would have been fundamental. There would have been things we could have done, but it would have been looking at sort of trunnion type five axis that you'd bolt to your standard um, three axis mill. You know, your, mm. your bed mounted yeah. trunnions, um, and that just wouldn't have done the same. It wouldn't have given us the size and capacity that we need. Uh, you've seen our castings down there. They range from one inch in diameter up to probably. 30, 40, 50 inch in diameter. So, you know, there's such a vast range, vast range of sizes. And like what I was impressed with the Grob on what was the entry level machine at the time, because there is now the new one that's out, um, it still can turn up to 620 in diameter. And that, that's a big lathe by any standard. Mm. In so such a small footprint is, again. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Does, does, I mean, you're not doing high volume works, Chris. So, you know, you, you need something that's really flexible, that really lends itself to lots of different variants yep. of the work that you, you, you do. Does that also fit? It does. Um, we chose to go with the shunk work holding on there. Um, so it's a simple sort of click, uh, drop, drop the part in, pressurise the airline, and it's on. It's on. Zero it, point. It, yeah, it repeats so well. And again, the, the operators, they doubted that, said, oh, it's never going to be that repeatable. Um, but they've soon learned that they can take a fixture off and put it back on, and it repeats within microns. Yeah. Um, and also, because it's a, a new process and a new whole new thing for us, we don't get, I don't, the guys that are programming it, I'm, when I program it, we don't get it right first time. But if that's the case, we can just take that part off, go on to something else that we can do. And whilst we change the process, change the method, we can then t put it back on at a later date and continue exactly from where we left off. Question mm -hmm. to both of you, really. I, I, I'm impressed with this machine tool. You know, it, it's, a, it's a little bit different in regards to fifth axis configuration. You know, the, the traditional fifth axis consideration that every, most people would kind of... Naturally, naturally assume. So, what are the barriers to entry? Obviously, you're kind of highlighting some really great USPs, and well, both of you have. So, what is the barrier to entry? Why are we not seeing more fifth axis machine tools like this with turning capability? I think it's well, it's, it's only natural. Some people don't like change, or they're scared to make that leap of faith, and they always want other people to make that jump first. But yeah, I, I, th I think with the turning option on the five axis, it is obviously a considerably more uh, greater expense to get that turning option. Um, but for the products that we make, it's a no. That cost is kind of irrelevant because of what it does for us long term. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's basically once you've got your return on investment, it's it's yeah. done, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and would you? guys say that you know there's lots of engineers out there that would really benefit from this type of machine tool that just kind of need to kind of conquer their fears and 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 really kind of look at it open-mindedly 
I think Chris touched on it earlier with, I think out there there's there's this stigma that grabs unreachable with regards to price. But um, I think Chris has touched on that and said that the technology is not, so it is achievable. I think returning investment is the key. The price doesn't matter then, does it? No, no it doesn't. No. No. Yeah, you know, no. that doesn't matter. It doesn't come into the equation. No. Now, how important, Chris, was the relationship? Um, and, and again, you can... Uh, Close your ears. <laughs> I'm not going to close my ears. No. <laughs> How important was the relationship with Carl in, 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 in this kind of venture and the collaboration? It's been brilliant the whole way through. Um, the applications engineer, I'll mention his name, Luke. Thanks very much, Luke. You've done a great job. Um, he, he's been phenomenal the whole way through. He's literally a 24-hour helpline. I can text him, ring him, WhatsApp him, FaceTime him whenever, and he's always willing to answer and help us out. But from the very get-go, he was fully engaged in the project. I think he wanted it probably to succeed more than I did. Um, he just seemed that way inclined, and he's that determined to get it done. And from the initial concept of actually doing those trials at Seco, he was on board with it the whole way through, and he's been brilliant the whole way. Any little problem, any challenge, he's, he's answered it and solved it for I us. I think that's a, that's a strength of... Grub UK as well, the, the people that work here, they are actually passionate about what they do, they enjoy what they do, and they uh, they do take their work home with them. Yeah, and uh, one other thing for us is we've always historically had either a Haas or a Fanet control in the shop, so to make the jump to Siemens was a big, big step. And I know our operator, he was a bit nervous when it first turned up, and he was like, oh, what does all this code mean? And it's now it's second nature to him, and mm. it all makes perfect sense. It, and it's it was like, easy to pick up. Yeah, it's Conversational. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that bad at all. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, it's, I said at the beginning of this, this podcast, mm. really, that, um, you know, what, when I was on the road many years ago, I didn't see many of them in, in end users or medium-sized mm. uh, engineering companies, but I have started to. You're definitely uh, eating in eating up some of the market share Carl um, and you know it's it's quite easy to see that you're building great relationships is, is it not just about the machine tool but the relationships as well 100% yeah 100% it's about working relationships and how how people from grassroots from the ground up whether it be the operator or the application support or production managers how they how they can get in contact with Grab, how that relationship works, not just through the first initial pur- purchase, but going forward, you need you need to work together. It has to be a collaboration. It's not just a, a drop-down machine tool. There you go and off you go. It's it's about building that relationship further and further for the future. Long-term. 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 Yeah, long-term. And, and, and let's talk about business in general now. I know it's, been, it's been a crazy year. I'm not going to kind of use some of the words that everyone's been using, but it's been a crazy year, but there's definitely been positives. But one thing's for sure, you know, everyone needs to look to reduce cost per part. It's key in any manufacturing facility. And, and some of these, you know, new technologies that are coming out, they need to be embraced. You know, I think that this is really, that COVID has really highlighted that. Would you agree, and, and, and have you guys had a good year? Yes, definitely, but I think it's in every engineer's DNA. They thrive on challenges. I don't know if Chris yeah. will back me up on that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we've been very fortunate with the orders that we had going into this COVID situation. Um, that our order book was very healthy going into it, um, and that's kind of fueled our intent to grow and to modernise our processes. Have um, you grown? 
this yeah. year. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think the next six months might be a little bit trickier mm. with mm. now that the COVID situation has sort of dragged on for so long. But there's work out there. We are getting orders and we're maintaining a healthy order book. So. And, and is it imperative? I mean, you've been tasked with head of machining and, and process development. Is it imperative to invest in, in the latest technology to be competitive? Yeah, I, we were talking earlier. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah. got a game plan of sort of my next three to five steps that I want to make to continue the business. Can you tell us what they are? No, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 because these two, uh, this salesman here will go home very happy. (laughs) Um, But I I think the intention will always be to get another one and just move up slightly on size. You know, we've started off with the baby machine, which is the 350T. Um, I think there's definitely room to move on to the 550. I think if I was 750 is probably a little bit beyond our requirements at the moment. Again, I'm I'm trying to sort of change a culture here. No, this mm. is a totally new concept to Brafe and the way they've machined things um, over the years, and I think we should just walk before we run. Yeah, so well, with the initial the initial first step, you'll naturally see it grow now, won't you, sir? Yeah. I mean, like from talking to you guys, you know, it can machine any material. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got all the capabilities in the world turning full fifth, full fifth axis simultaneously. So, what are the limitations? Is it just the size? Of yeah. component is that it? Yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm confident I can bolt any component on there, machine it fully in minimal operations possible. It's just my concern is how big is that part and does it fit? And yeah. I've already stretched the capabilities. Um, I've got a model of the machine. And I loaded one component onto it, and it was outside the window of technically what the machine would do, but. It fitted, and it did actually machine it, so I took it to above and beyond. You know, I mean, I mean nervous Carl, operator. <laughs> Carl told me a story earlier that, you know, there's, there's a lot of grub users out there that don't want to kind of promote the machine because they don't want to give away trade secrets yeah. uh, because it's kind of made such a vast improvement to their business and, and gave them, you know, an advantage, an edge. Um, you know, obviously you're sat here promoting this machine, but would you recommend it to... to other engineers without a doubt without a doubt if if you want to improve the way you do it and you want to improve your processes and make it as slick as possible uh, there's there wouldn't be any other machine i'd recommend i think that comes again that's grob's experience really with the the oem with the automotive where they go on projects that last from 18 months to five years but they are pushed to find every single ounce every single second every single little bit from that process i think with us bringing that into the standalone market now i think customers lean on us as well for that experience is, is your business model changed in the uk car because like you know we, we mentioned again at the beginning of the podcast you you, you you've always been heavily involved with the big oems mm. but now you kind of or, or whether it's been the end user has, has become more educated mm. and senior machine tool and realized that that's got a place within their facility and the yeah. perception and has changed or is it a case that you've changed your business model and says right we're going to actually go out there and sell it to to, to smaller engineering companies too a, a bit of both if i'm being honest a, a, a natural bit of both yeah. yeah obviously the the automotive industries took a shift it's took a natural shift over the last 10 years obviously with the, the technology going to electromobility but uh, within grub Obviously, we, we put the concept, I think, 07, 08, I think it went into the field, and it's just naturally grew on its own, really. 
Brilliant. It's, it's, it's been really uh, insightful to talk to both of you and get both perspectives, really. And it's nice to be in a situation where we can, you know, it's not very often we either interview the, the mach- machine tool sales guy or interview the guy that's bought it, but n- never really in, in this kind of scenario. So it's been really great to get both perspectives. And, um, just to, to, to summarise, finalise, is there any last points? What, where do you see Brave going in the future? Sky's the limits. No, of course I'm going to say that. <laughs> no, um, obviously, we, we're always looking for new work, new business. Um, obviously, we've got a foundry so we can cast all our own components. We have the luxury of being able to cast them how we want them cast with specialised work holding, especially to suit the grob. Um, and, yeah, it's, I, I see us buying at least another one or two in the next five years um, and just keep on that momentum going. Um, brilliant we've got that on time now (laughs) and can we come and visit again in in, in (laughs) five years yeah I think it'd be a good be a nice case study Um, and it's been it's been great to really hear a really positive engineering story we always hear these doom and gloom stories pint half empty all the time it's nice to to hear pint half full and same question to you really Carl where where do you see yourself in the next few years I think uh, grab thrive off being challenged and uh, like Chris said uh our application engineers are just sat there waiting to be pushed to the next limit, really. And that's the only way that you grow and you better yourself as individuals and companies to be challenged. And that's what's that's what we're about, really. I can't think of another a better way to, to end this podcast today. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, just let us know, comment or subscribe to the podcast. And if you've got any questions for me or, or, or our guests, let us know. I'm sure they'll be happy to answer them. Until next week, the MTD Podcast. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.